0: Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We have a really important topic to discuss today. I know the term bullying is pretty prevalent in the media right now. We have a lot of articles and blog posts and discussion, in this country and really in the world about bullying. Unfortunately, things like cyberbullying can have an incredible impact on children and adults alike. So, when we talk about bullying, you might be surprised to know that there's no law that prevents bullying. Okay. Remember that when we look at employment laws, they are usually focused on people being excluded because of a protected characteristic their race their color their sex their national origin or they're being harassed or mistreated because of a protected characteristic right being pregnant the color of their skin their religious beliefs so when we talk about bullying unless somebody is being bullied because of a protected category or characteristic It's not going to violate the law. Is it going to really ruin the person's workplace? You bet. Can it destroy a workplace culture? Absolutely. It's not necessarily illegal. So in California, the legislature created this phrase, abusive conduct. And a lot of folks have used this definition of abusive conduct to try to make bullying unlawful, all right? Because abusive conduct, the way it's defined um, in California law is very similar to what you would think of as bullying. Sort of repeated uh, inappropriate or unprofessional behavior undermining somebody's ability to do their job. This is what we're looking at for abusive conduct. But even though abusive conduct is codified in California law, it's not illegal. It's codified because it should be discussed as part of your equal employment opportunity training that you are required to conduct if you have five or more employees. So when you consider the requirement that you conduct equal employment opportunity training, preventing sexual harassment, racial harassment, discrimination, retaliation, all of those three pillars of EEO, right? Preventing discrimination, harassment, and retaliation. The legislature said, you better talk about abuse of conduct, not because abuse of conduct in and of itself is illegal, but because abuse of conduct can lead to equal employment opportunity claims, right? It can make people feel that they're being singled out, even when they're not being singled out based on a protected category. Now, there have been a number of attempts and suggestions to make bullying or abuse of conduct unlawful. And part of the problem is when you look at these terms, people define them differently, right? We recently did an exercise in our firm where we all took a survey about our work style. And then we came out with these these letters that describe how we like to be treated at work and what's important to us. Some of us came out being very direct if you just tell me like it is, I'm going to deal with it better. I'm going to know what's going on. I want transparency. I want someone to be direct. Others of us came out as, well, yeah, transparency is good, but don't be mean. Like we, we want you to be nice. We, we want you to be kind. We all have to work together. And yet some of us have very different styles when it comes to how we communicate and how we work together. Somebody could say, well, their style isn't what I expected. That's bullying or that's abuse of conduct. No, most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, you're just looking at how people see the world differently, how people communicate differently, how their expectations might be different. So one of the complexities when it comes to bullying and abusive conduct is how we define it. Now, if you take schools, for example, schools have been very much on the forefront of defining bullying because bullying is a big deal in the school and the impact of bullying can be catastrophic. We have seen an incredible increase in childhood suicides because of things that are posted on social media cyberbullying, right we have seen an incredible impact even in young adults and older Americans because of what might be reported on social media or what kinds of emails or messages they may be getting so bullying is a thing right it's something that happens but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's illegal so This is a great example of even when something isn't unlawful as an employer, you should do everything you can to prevent it. You don't want your employees to ever feel like they're being spoken down to. They're being mistreated. They're being bullied at work. Now, again, the definition is important. You have to be careful how you write your policies. But when we talk about bullying, we're talking about things that can be as simple as how you communicate. What words are you using? And again, people with certain work styles can feel like that's just how to get something done. And they're right. Be direct, be transparent, get it done. But if along the way, you've treated someone unfairly or disrespectfully or in a way that makes them feel less than, you're gonna have trouble keeping that employee. And again, we've talked a number of times about the great resignation, but we're in a pickle these days as employers. We're trying to keep employees happy. Does that mean we're not gonna hold them accountable? No, of course we are. We talked about performance reviews a couple of weeks ago. Very important to keep people engaged and make sure they understand what they're supposed to be doing and holding them to those standards. But if you have a culture of bullying Or abusive conduct you can end up with disastrous consequences in terms of losing very skilled very qualified very valuable employees who say you know what as much as I love this job I don't love it that much I don't love it enough to be mistreated every day I come to work that's not going to work for me now I want to be clear with everyone that bullying Really is in part in the eye of the beholder, right? Someone could think it's bullying if I go out and say uh, to one of our employees, Oh gosh, you're late to go to your break. You know, you better get out there soon because you have to take it within the next five minutes. I'm just thinking of that as giving a direction and making sure they're getting what they're entitled to. Someone could consider that to be bullying. Bullying has to have an aspect of being mean. All right? Being rude, being unprofessional, being disrespectful, cutting people off, making fun of them, those sorts of things. And there are some workplaces where this never happens. People are very respectful with each other. They feel accountable. They don't behave that way. Other workplaces where, unfortunately, it's more common. You need to evaluate what you've got going on in your workplace. Do you have some bullies? Do you have some folks who don't play well with others in the sandbox? How are you going to deal with it? How are you going to hold them accountable? What mentoring and coaching can you provide them? Don't give up on them right away. Help them see how their conduct is negatively affecting their coworkers, the efficiency of the workplace, potentially client or customer satisfaction. They need to understand all of that. But I don't want you running immediately to, uh uh-oh, we have a potential lawsuit. Bullying and abusive conduct are only illegal if one of those protected characteristics is involved. Remember, we all have a number of protected characteristics, at least 12 and maybe more. We all have a race. We all have a color. We all have a sex. We all have a national origin. Right? So don't just think, oh, I have to be extra careful with that person because they have a protected category. We all have a number of protected categories or characteristics. Bullying is when we're singling that person out, not for a protected category. Otherwise, we can call it harassment, right? If I'm singling you out for for ill treatment because of your race or the fact that you're pregnant or the fact that you have a disability, we don't really have to call that bullying because that's just straight up a violation of our harassment prevention policy, right? We can't do that. The, the category of bullying or abuse of conduct is really reserved for conduct that is not based on someone's protected category. I'm an equal opportunity jerk. I yell and scream at everybody. I have a meltdown with anyone in my wake. That could be bullying. And even though it's not illegal, I want you to think about the impact it has on your organization. People will call in sick more frequently. People will make more internal complaints. Their efficiency will go down. They will become more careless with their work. There are so many downsides to allowing anything that resembles bullying or abusive conduct to continue in your workplace. And unfortunately, many folks, because we're overwhelmed, you know, we've all been dealing with COVID for the last, you know, more than two years, we're exhausted in many ways when it comes to human resources and workplace issues. So if we can find a way to not have to deal with it, it's tempting, right? It's tempting to say, well, it's not based on a protected category. It doesn't violate our equal employment opportunity policy. So I'm not going to worry about it. I can't. I'm stretched too thin. I'm overcooked. I can't do it. I get it, but understand that somebody who's feeling bullied or abused is very likely to bring a complaint. You could possibly win that complaint in court after you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and untold number of person hours trying to respond to the complaint and get organized for a trial or for a hearing. So our goal, if we're talking about prevention and we're talking about creating a positive environment We're talking about mentoring and coaching and retaining those employees who provide so much to us. If that's our focus, then what we need to be thinking about is, okay, what are we going to do to deal with bullying? And I'll tell you, the only way to deal with it is straight on. The only way to deal with abusive conduct is to sit down with a person and say, you know what, this is my expectation. You don't get to yell. You don't get to scream. You don't get to be rude. Not okay. You need to fix it. And that's my expectation beginning now. And I'd better see immediate and sustained improvement. I don't like these performance improvement plans or letters of expectation that say, well, you need to improve within the next 30 days. Uh-uh, I'm not giving you 30 more days of this nonsense. I want to see immediate and sustained improvement. If I do, you're gonna be okay. If I don't, we're gonna be having another kind of discussion. So when you're dealing with people, you are gonna have conflicts. You're gonna have people who don't agree. You're gonna have people who see things differently. That's okay. That's called the workplace. That's called diversity. You know, diversity isn't only about what we look like or where we're from. It's about our thought process, how we see the world, how we solve problems. And what makes us really valuable in the workplace is that we all bring something different to the table, but there are some things we're not going to tolerate and bullying and abusive conduct have got to be two of those things. We're not going to permit it. We're we're not going to allow people to behave that way. And people will say to me, but Jen, this is who I am. Well, then you know what? You got to change. I'm sorry but it doesn't work that way. You don't get to come in and be mean and rude and awful to people. You can be upset, you can have personal problems, you can get frustrated, hey, welcome to my universe, I get it. But if you're gonna lash out and be mean, that has to be dealt with. And it's one of the most important things you can do as an employer, as an HR professional, as an in-house, or outhouse employment law counsel, right? Or manager or supervisor to identify bullying and abusive conduct and put a stop to it. Don't wait for someone to make a complaint. Don't wait for someone to tell you it's ruined their job. Don't wait for them to quit. Be proactive, look at what's going on, ask questions. I know it's tough. I'm a lawyer, I hate conflict. That's just how it goes, right? It's not easy, but you've got to have those conversations. And when you do, you get to have the workplace where everyone's not going to agree. It's not going to be, you know, unicorns and chocolate all day long. But people are respectful. They're kind. They listen. That is how you will serve your employees best. And that is how you will serve your customers, your clients, your vendors the best. So it's worth doing a little bit of check-in in your organization to see if you've got someone you need to deal with and you deal with them respectfully and professionally, and you set some boundaries. And I'll tell you from almost 30 years of experience, most of the time, that's enough. Most of the time, people don't realize they're bullying. They don't realize they're engaging in abusive conduct, and they'll stop if you call them on it. Just a little food for thought, everyone. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you here next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.